Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Frankly, I think that dogs don't like men because, well, because sometimes they bring bad news. Mackey and Judd. Animals sense those things, you know. On 1500 ESPN. Unsolicited advice we deem important. You, on the other hand, might not. Information so good, you're encouraged to write that down. From Mackie and Judd. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Mackie and Judd. We are live at Target Center until 1 o'clock today. Mostly Vikings and Wolves centric, although there's a couple of interesting twins items we'd like to sneak in before the end of the show. Royce wrote a really, really fascinating column. He's down there for a couple months in Fort Myers, but uh, we have a couple things to get to in our accountability session before our weekly predictions. Doogie's going to join for a scoop later on this hour and Jamal Crawford in an hour from now. But uh, we're going to add something. One of our loyal listeners, Roderick, who calls the show very often. We love when Roderick calls. He emails us and he's become a friend of the show. There's a bunch of listeners. There's like 15 or 20 listeners that we correspond with on a regular basis, like above and beyond you know, the sure. you know the the standard level. And yep. Ro- Roderick's one of those guys. And he brought a great idea to the table. So we have you, me, and Dave making predictions every week. Mm-hmm. And starting next week, we're going to add a fan or a listener component. So we're looking for, and why don't you just email us with write that down in the headline or the subject of the email, mm-hmm. Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com, and send us your predictions Send us, you know, swing for the fences if you want. We're going to probably lean more toward the home runs than the singles. If you want your prediction to make the official scorecard and accountability one per session. Week. One per week we'll take from listeners and make it stand out, but make it fairly realistic. And you can email them. You can email them Monday, Tuesday. We do the segment on Fridays at 10 o'clock. But Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com starting next week. All right, Dave was, uh, Dave was out with a sick kid last week. The bad news we unveiled for you, Dave, you had like an 0 for 9 to end the season and gave up the batting title. And uh, the only picks that are left on the board from last year are two and they're Judds, and he mathematically has been eliminated from the batting That's title race. So sad. And so Judd took home the crown two years ago. I have taken home the 2017 batting average crown and slugging percentage with a 404 average. Dave with a very healthy 372, which is better than Judd's was when he won it a couple years ago. So, hey, it was a good season, Dave, but you know what? Better luck in 2018. Hey, I'm happy. I'm just here to support the team. I'm very proud of you. Okay, that's good. He, did, he doesn't that sound a little sarcastic. He sounds a little bit sure. upset no, with you. No, no, I, I feel like Justin Morneau. You know, I'm the MVP. You can have the batting championship. That's fine. Sure. You know what? <laughs> and you know what? I, I owe my I owe my credit to you because you give me protection in the write that down 
batting. Order. I'm here to make you better. All right, exactly. let's get to it. All right, so here's the accountability session from uh, last week. I had uh, Dave had nothing come off the board. I only had one off the board. Judd had a bunch here. Uh, I said Chuck Pagano, Marvin Lewis, and Jay Gruden would all be fired by March of 2018. I said that before the NFL season. Only one of those guys got fired. It was Chuck Pagano. Marvin Lewis actually signed a contract extension, so that was wrong. Uh, Judd, you said Brian Kelly will no longer be Notre Dame's coach beyond 2017. That's when he got off to a bad start. Well, it's 2018 now, and he's still their coach. Yeah, so, he, they rebounded. Uh, that's incorrect. Yep. Uh, you said Kai Forbath will miss at least one extra point in the Vikings' first playoff game. Actually, that's that's still on the board. Not off the board. <laughs> I, 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 that's very much on the board. I have things that are highlighted from last season. That's one of the things that's on the board still from last season. So negative. Uh, you said Pat Shermer will coach the Chicago Bears. That's off. Uh, he will not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Smith and Linval Joseph will be AP NFL first team All Pros. Linval was not. It was mm-hmm. Xavier Rhodes who was on that list. But you were correct in saying the Chiefs would make the playoffs. But not the AFC title game. And you said that when they were like 5-0. and Yes. So we're going to give you a solid double. Okay. A solid double on that one. Thank you, uh, Andy. So uh, we'll, we have no no registered averages yet. We'll get there later on this season. But let's start with uh, predictions. And uh, since uh, Judd Zolgad was so great in the leadoff spot last year, why don't you continue well, thanks, to lead Phil. off Thank for you us. very much. Yep. Okay. The Red Hot Wolves, I will predict. You can write this down. Write this down. We'll beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. In a first-round playoff series. Wow. I'm, I'm coming out of the wow. gates. It's 2018. Wow. It's a new year. I'm swinging for the fences. The Timberwolves will beat the Thunder in a first-round playoff series. Wow, big time. By the way, the Frank Isola just walked by. You see him on uh, Around the Horn all the time. You watch oh, him all the time. Yeah, there he goes. Day. He just waved to us. Bye, Frank. Yeah. Um, wow, so Wolves are going to beat the... It's probably going to be a 4-5 matchup then? Or are yeah, 4-5. Or how about, how about you have some real cojones and oh. say 3-6. Three, <laughs> this, three, this is enough cojones, three, okay? 3-6 matchup. All right, that's pretty good. Dave? Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. Well, I guess I'm going against one that's on the board for Judd. Kai Forbath will be perfect on Sunday. Does does O Calm for down. O count? Calm down. Well, I, I no. O for O does not count. He will make at least one kick, and he will not miss either a uh, extra point or a field goal. He'll be perfect. Okay. I'm going to take that one. I'm going to... Tweak Dave's a little bit because I have a Kai Forbath prediction as well. <laughs> Everybody, hot button issue. Yep, Kai Forbath will make a key field goal in the fourth quarter, and I'm going to define that. A f- it, the the field goal will either extend from one score to two scores or something inside of that. So I want he's going to make a field goal in a close game. So he's either going to tie the game. Or extend it from tied or down like by one or two to a Vikings lead, or take a one-score game that's in doubt and move it. Unlike Gary Anderson, Gary in Anderson, yeah, and extend it to two scores. Get it to wow. ten. So we'll we'll All define right. it that way. Write it down, baby. Write that down. Harrison Smith will intercept a Drew Brees pass on Sunday. Harrison Smith will intercept a Drew Brees pass on Sunday. That's right. The Hall of Fame quarterback will throw at least one pick, and it'll be Hitman Harry who gets it. Uh, someone tweeted something yesterday. NFL Network was doing a bunch of breakdowns I, in this game. They can't tackle in the open Smith, field. Yeah, has like trouble tackling. Let's in just open move space. on from that. Yeah, that's like based on what? I have no idea. Programming. Can't make programming. We need programming. Let's talk about Harrison Smith. It's ridiculous. Based on that. Uh, all right, Dave. All right, write this down. Write that down. 
I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, Dad. It was a few years back when Phil said uh, Peyton Manning would outperform Tom Brady. Case Keenum will outperform <laughs> Drew Brees on Sunday, but I will qualify it. He will have a better QBR, total QBR, than Drew Brees after the game on Sunday. Wait, wait, wait. Total QBR or raw QBR? Yeah, let's Dave? not. Can we do passer rating? You heard me very clearly. Total QBR, oh. the number we've been charting all season oh, here long. Here we go again. All right. Okay. I, just want, I just want to make sure right. we're good there. All right. Uh, write this down. Write this down. Earlier in the year, actually, this was last week, I believe, last week, I said if Reggie Lynch is sidelined, the Gophers are going to miss the NCAA tournament. I'm going to go beyond that. You're doubling down. With no qualifiers, the Gophers will miss the NIT as well. The Gopher basketball team will miss the NIT. By my calculation, How they need to get to like 18 wins. Yeah. Is it fair? Like 18 wins maybe gets you on the fringe of the NIT. Doogie's in here hanging out. I can't find five definitive wins. They get Iowa, Penn State. Well, Northwestern at home, but they just lost by 20 to Northwestern. CBI, baby. And Amir Coffee, I don't think, plays C- this season. CBI so. bound. That's where My they're going. God. They're going to pay to get in a no tournament. Way. That's what it's going to so, be. Write it down. Judd? My final write that down will go back to Sunday's festivities at U.S. Bank Stadium. Write it down. You like writing things down. Stefan Diggs will catch at least one touchdown pass against the Saints. Stefan Diggs will have a touchdown reception on Sunday against the Saints. All right, that's fair. Uh, Matthew Collar, speaking of Nuggets, Pro Football Focus just put out, I believe it was Pro Football Focus, their annual quarterback manuscript where they just go through every play and they have all these advanced stats. Case Keenum, when targeting Stefan Diggs this season, has a 116 passer rating. A 116 passer rating when targeting Stefan Diggs. That's absurd. All right, Dave. Write this down. Five-game parlay coming up, boys. This is a home run if it hits, I think. Yes, I agree. <laughs> five games safe. I mean, safe. any five game parlay is uh, is pretty much safe to be a home run. Go it's ahead. very simple. Our Minnesota professional teams, the three in action this weekend, starting tonight with the Timberwolves. They also play Sunday, the Wild Saturday and Sunday, and the Vikings Sunday. It will be a perfect weekend. Five and zero. Oh. Write it down. Oh, that's a that's a grand slam home run. And we're not counting like a moral victory hockey point no, where they no. lose in overtime. This no. is straight up wins, right? They Gotta absolutely win. will get two points in each of their games. The Timberwolves will finish off their homestand undefeated, and the Vikings will defeat the Saints. Sounds good. And uh, my final pick here is going to be on with us at the bottom of the hour to to break some Minnesota news and scoopage. Doogie is going to make this pick on behalf of me, and I'm going to deliver it here. The Gophers will unveil a new uniform for this season tomorrow. The Gopher basketball team will wear a uniform tomorrow that they have yet to wear in the 2017-18 season. Write it down. You heard it here first. All right. That's right. All we do is break Gopher uniform news on the Mackey (laughs) and Judge show. That's what we do. (laughs) Uh, so we're hanging out at Target Center. We're going to get a scoop with Doogie. We got Jamal Crawford joining sometime after the top of the hour, and also Todd Furman to help us with our NFL picks, including Vikings and Saints, in about an hour and change, hour and 20 minutes from right now. Mackie and Judd. The Mackie and Judd Show rolls on. Yes, sir! On 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to Mackie and Judd. We're hanging out at Target Center today because the Wolves keep beating the best teams in the NBA by like 15 points, and they're red hot. And the Vikings, we're talking a lot of Vikings on today's show. 
Doogie with a scoop session in about 10 to 12 minutes from now. Todd Furman will help us with our NFL picks at the bottom of the 11 o'clock hour. But our friend Ted Johnson's here, the chief strategy officer from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we were just talking off air. Um, it's been a long time coming, but this is the most fruitful season you guys have probably experienced in a decade and in a, a long half time, or something, maybe, right? Maybe a little over a decade. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been here 15 seasons, and uh, I came in in that that great run to the Western Conference Finals in 0304. You thought it was always going to be. I like thought, that, hey, right? this, yeah, is this is a great is a, job. This is great. It's going to be a yearly thing. You yeah, got KG right. here for the next 13 years. Remember or whatever? we Candyman and Spreewell and Cassell. And uh, but it's been a long time coming. But boy, yeah, we've uh, we've seen a lot of great things. The fans have really, really responded this year. Uh, t- TV wise, what what's the been the, the translation of the success uh, to people actually tuning into your games now? Yeah, well, we, you know, we have a lot of a lot of great indicators. I mean, we anyone that comes down to Target Center and gets to a game sees the difference. You feel the difference. But we have a lot of great indicators to a lot of numbers. But on the TV side, TV ratings, FSN reported the other day that they're up sixty five percent. Wow. And, you know, from your old job uh, covering, you know, the broadcast side, I mean, that's a big, big leap. That's mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of people tuning in, and especially considering when we're a Western Conference team and we have so many of these games on the West Coast yeah. that are being played late, uh, those are great numbers. Yeah, I think it's amazing. You know, people have said for a long time, well, it's just not a, it's just not a basketball town. Look, the, the Target Center, you know, it's only half full or Williams Arena. Yeah, but for a long time, and I've always contested this, If you get, there's a lot of things to do in this town. So if you're not competitive or you're not going to the playoffs, people either find other sports to spend money on or watch, or they go to the cabin, or they, there's, other, there's things to do. Yeah, it's not, it's not Oshkosh, Wisconsin, right? Right, there so, are a lot of things in this town. No, but you're right. I mean, Minnesota is a basketball uh, state. I mean, it is the largest participatory sport in the state. So more kids are playing basketball than any other sport. And uh, and you guys were around, you know, when this team was hot, when we were going to the playoffs, there was no hotter ticket in town. This was the place to be. And, uh, you know, not to tear down any of our sister teams in no, town. No, rip but, them all, Ted. Let's well, go. I was going to yeah. say, you know, sports. Let's start with the Wild. Yeah. Well, they, they drive me crazy, so no, let's start with them. No, no. Sports <laughs> as much is, I like hockey. Sports is cyclical, right? I mean, yeah. and, and back in those days, we're going to the playoffs. Uh, every year, the place was 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 pounding. It was rocking. And, and you had other teams in town, you know, that were much like our arena the last decade or so where there were empty a lot of empty seats. So you're absolutely right. This is a basketball town. When you put together a good product and a good team or an exciting team or a team that has a story to it, people show up and they're and they're starting to do it. And we have a lot of great numbers. I mean, uh, we're averaging was it two thousand more fans a game. Our ticket sales are up. Uh, we're, we're, we've already had six sellouts now, and, and so that's already doubled over the number of sellouts we had last year. Four well, consecutive now, right? Yeah, and four consecutive. Five and I think the last time you had four consecutive was the 2004, the end of the 2004 I, season. I saw like Wolf right. PR put that out or something a couple days ago. Those so. PR guys. They're, they're always great. on top, they're, of, the numbers, they're on top they? of that. Yeah. No, but you're right. So, I mean, we just have a string, and we have a number of big games coming up. We have the Bulls still. We still have Golden State. So uh, we're rocking it from the attendance. Merchandise sale, of course, we rebranded. Merchandise sales, merchandise sales are through the roofs. People are buying the new unis, the new jerseys. Those, are, you know, that's up seventy percent. So, mm-hmm. by every metric, things are things are cooking. How, how much do do you and, and people who have been been here for quite a while, Ted, appreciate this too? I mean, given the fact that the drought's been so long, so when when you see the building full or the the excitement, how much more appreciation is there from employees who have been through so much here for the past, you know, thirteen years or? 
14 or or even longer yeah. yeah no no i think you're right i think we're we're probably a little more appreciative i i just simply go back to my own experience that first year of course i experienced the ride and i thought hey this is great let's do this every year and then you come back and you hear this from athletes too right athletes have won rings at early in their careers that just kind of lament the fact that, hey, I didn't know when I was going through it how special it really was. And so I think anyone that's been in sports a long time has a better appreciation uh, because you go through those lean years, because you struggle a bit. Um, it makes the victory or the celebration that much sweeter. And, you know, for many of us, we've been able to experience that on the link side because we run both teams, both franchises. And so we've been able to experience that on with the other team, and you do appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. So, Ted, uh, give our audience, is there anything, uh, where, where would you direct our audience? Are there any ticket specials or anything, or just get your butt to the arena? Hey, period. ticket specials, you just got to find a ticket to get in. Yeah. No, go to Timberwolves.com. It's the best place to get tickets. Like three years ago, it was like, oh, my God, just feel, fill, fill the upper deck. Now right. it's like we'll legitimately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but, it, you know, we, we will have promotions. We have some great promotions coming up. We've got a great Chinese New Year promotion that's coming coming up we have some other things that we're going to be announcing so there'll be a lot of special games along the way to celebrate great moments and uh but more than anything get down to the arena because uh you know if we if anyone was here tuesday the cleveland game it felt like a playoff game too bad well, cleveland didn't show up for that game and that would wow, have been fun when tyus came down and dunked, <laughs> oh, on dunked LeBron, on LeBron. people stood up in the last two to three minutes of that first half People just stood the entire time cheering. It was crazy. It was so much fun. Yeah. It was fun, yeah. Yeah, super yeah. awesome. Ted Johnson, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Always fun Thanks, broadcasting Thanks, down Judd. here. Thank you, sir. Uh, Doogie, shout out a good tease for your Scoop segment to our audience. Go ahead. There is breaking Twins news. News within the Whoa. last three minutes. Breaking Whoa. Twins news in the last three minutes. Nice. And more with Doogie when we come back. Mackie and Judd. We've got some big news. Mackie and Judd now continue. Can you smell it? On 1500 ESPN. Maggie and Judd, back with you at Target Center. Thank you to uh, the Timberwolves for the hospitality today. In fact, Jamal Crawford's going to join in about a half hour. Whenever they're done with the shoot-around, he'll join us after 11 o'clock. But Doogie's hanging out with us, and we're on a time crunch with you because you have to go down and probably talk to Jamal Crawford and company in about 12 minutes. So we'll fly through some scoops. You tease twins breaking news. Fire away. Not quite people sure it's the breaking news people, right? yeah, that the fans want to hear, but Ryan Presley and the Twins avoid arbitration. It's a one-year deal worth $1.6 million. Last night, the Twins got Eduardo Escobar done one year, $4.8 million. This morning, they got Andre Anza done one year, $1 million. That leaves Trevor May and Kyle Gibson. Now, I'll tell you this much. I Boy. tweeted this out last night. I was getting some steam. That the Twins, with a new point person in arbitration talks, this new guy, Daniel Adler. You know, Royce, wrote the column. I mean, they've added so many guys to the front office. They've actually added millions of dollars in front office payroll. Correct. I mean, you think about bringing that pitching guru from the Tampa Bay Rays, Calk, that wasn't cheap. Adler, that was not a cheap addition. So anyway, Daniel Adler, not Rob Antney, is now the point person in arbitration talks, you think about moving forward, not now, but next year, the year after. Miguel Sano, Byron Buxton, J.O. Barrios, Max Kepler. So if there ever was a time to draw a line in the sand to say, hey, if we have to get to the judge, we'll get to the judge. We'll show you that we'll get to the judge because they haven't done it since Kyle Loesch yeah. 12 years ago. Now might be the time. It might be easy to draw that line in the sand on a Trevor May who missed all of last year. Mm -hmm. Or Kyle Gibson, who had to go to AAA at one point last year. But I still think common sense will prevail. 
I mean, really, it's not that tough. We're not talking about Josh Donaldson, who just got a one-year $23 million deal. That is a record Mm -hmm. for an arbitration-eligible player. We're not talking about a situation like that. It really isn't that tough to meet in the middle on Kyle Gibson and Trevor May. So there may be some more news later in the day. But that was so twins for so long, right? We never go and and are... Our, to our arbitration with our players, we never have to do that. We don't want to like, make it awkward. It's like no, no, that's okay. Arbitration's okay. The system's in place, so it is weird. If they're going to start to do it, guys. good for them. I'm okay with it too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you're Trevor May's agent, what do you argue? Right. Right. I mean, you can't meet in the middle, really. I mean, to me, it should be the twins' number, whatever the lower number is. Sorry, Trevor, you missed all of last year. I still think Trevor May has a really bright future. I really yeah, like him. I'm with you, yeah. But he didn't pitch last year. So how do you give a guy a raise who didn't pitch last year? Right. Uh, all right, just to, because uh, I think uh, this, the Twitter reaction's hilarious. Please don't be the the Adrian's arbitration. It is it is arbitration news. But you, Darvish, sort of confirmed on Twitter yesterday that the Twins are one of the five or so finalists to land him. So to me, that means, and you have more information on this, that they've offered or at least have discussed some sort of contract that includes them in the mix with these last, you know, the Astros and the Yankees and teams like that. I mean, it might be semantics. I don't have the sense that the Twins have made a full-fledged offer. But they have to but have, they have talked, led you right? Darvish's agent, Joel Wolf to believe that they are open to paying him eight figures, a healthy eight figures on a per-year basis. Now, is that $12 million a year? Is that $15 million a year? Are they willing to do a six-year deal? I will still be surprised. I've been saying this for about a month now. I will be surprised if the Twins offer you Darvish a six-year deal. I think they would absolutely do four years at close to $20 million a year. The Twins are willing to spend money on you, Darvish. I think the term is where it gets interesting. I'm just telling you, six years would surprise me. Yeah. Reggie, but they're in it. They're absolutely in it on you, Darvish. Reggie Lynch, what's the latest? Well, I'll tell you this much. You know, we can figure out, try to figure out when Mark Coyle and Richard Pitino knew about everything. Was it just in October? Was it prior to October? But I can tell you this much. When the season started, Reggie Lynch had a nightly curfew. So clearly they knew. Well, they knew there was an investigation. But they knew there were enough red flags. They knew he got arrested with a year Reggie, ago. Correct. He was the only guy in the team. Now, you know, hmm. the night before a game, every player has a curfew. New Year's Eve, the entire team had an 11 p.m. curfew. But Reggie Lynch, he lives in an apartment right by the Beerman Complex. They would have either a graduate assistant or an assistant coach knock on his door every night, 10 or 11 o'clock, make sure he was in his apartment. Then they would go sit down in the lobby for an undetermined amount of time, undefined amount of time, you know, maybe an hour, maybe two hours, just to make sure he didn't leave his apartment complex. Also on Lynch, I know he's reached out to an advisor slash agent. But at this point, I'm told the family, him, will let this appeals process play out. So he can't go to the G League. I'm told he's not eligible for the G League right now. If you go over to Europe, you know, if you think you have a chance to get drafted, if you sign that professional contract, that gets dicey. So bottom line is he's going to wait this thing out to see what happens with the appeal. So as for Mark Hoyle and Richard Pitino, they're going to hang their hat on, hey, these incidents took place before Mark Coyle officially took office, this is all spring of 2016, and we knew there was a problem with behavior in this in this basketball program, and so we did X, Y, and Z. You know, we we were proactive in creating coursework for players. That's what they're going to say. Do you think they should be held more accountable for 
the fallout of incidents that took place almost two years ago. When you say should they be held more accountable, are you suggesting they should be fired? Um, I well, don't think either yes. should be fired. Okay, let's yeah, let's okay. In terms of more education, you know all that. I'm still convinced Coyle went to the general counsel. The university has a legal department. Whether you agree with it or not, this thing was run up the flagpole. You know, so do you blame Coyle? Do you blame Patino? Admittedly, I have not read every single detail of how much leash they have, don't have. Could they have suspended Reggie Lynch in October? I don't know the answer to that. You know, could Lynch have come back and said, whoa, could there have been the potential of some sort of lawsuit? I don't yeah. think it would have ever gotten to that point. But I'm just saying, did they have that power? Here's the thing. I know some rules changed as of January 1st or 2nd or 3rd, heading into the new year. I don't know exactly how much power they had to do something like that going back to October. It's such a tough intersection, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna piss people off on both sides. You do everyone should get due process, whether you're going through the legal system or whether you're going through some sort of a you know a school code of conduct investigation. Correct, Antoine but, Winfield Jr. Others would agree with correct, that. But we also don't want to just dismiss women who come forward and mm-hmm. say these horrible things are happening to me. I think if you get in the business though of of suspending players for school investigations that aren't criminal investigations, now you open up this gray area of, oh, wait a second, if I file a complaint, that guy has to sit out for several months? I mean, there's, you know, there almost has to be, and, I, and that's why I don't have a problem with the process of letting the investigation play out and then make a decision after the recommendation comes down before the appeals process. People are outraged about the process. I think it's actually pretty fair. Yes. Here's where I get some of the outrage. So when Richard Pitino, one week ago, last Friday, took the podium, and he said, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but said, you know, the background work we did on Reggie, we didn't see any red flags, then they didn't do much background work. I'm sorry. He's full of you-know-what. I'm just I'm telling you that. Mm. You go back, whether it was at Bloomington Jefferson, Edina, Bloomington, Illinois. Criminal stuff? or No, I'm just saying. Sure. If well, Richard Pitino is suggesting, it hard. is. It's a very slippery arrested. slope. Okay, well. I'll grant you that. But I'm just saying I cannot take Richard Pitino at face value when he told us last Friday we did a lot of background work on Reggie. Nothing popped up. I'm sorry. I disagree with that one. Hey, Dukes, with how uh, closely you cover that program, tell me this. What is behind the scenes at his most effective? How good is Coil? Because the public face is not good, but I, I hear lots of good things about him from people that know him and work with him. So give give me what the what that perception is because the perception from what we saw on Friday of last week is definitely a guy who sort of shrinks when things are going um, chaotic, let's say. Well, I'll tell you this much. I did a recent speech, an impromptu speech, along with Chris Long, our mutual friend, at Tanucci's in, I don't know, is it Newport officially? Cottage Grove. Yeah. South Metro. And... I had just gotten done the day or two prior with a sit-down interview with Mark Coyle, which I sold them on a lot of P.J. Fleck, a lot of football momentum, even though they just finished 5-7. and seven, But with the recruiting class, they were heading into a big recruiting weekend. You look at the recruiting class Fleck signed, as impressive a class as the Gophers have ever gotten. So I sold them, hey, can I get some face time with Mark Coyle? I sold them on a positive angle, all right? But I told the crowd that because it was fresh in my mind. You know, they were firing questions at us, and Coyle's name came up. It might have been me who brought it up, but I can just tell you, the reaction in that room, it was about 50 to 100 guys 
middle-aged males, okay? It was a men's club. They can't stand the guy. They don't know him, but they can't stand him, okay? So that perception, Judd, is legit. Those who work with him sing his praises. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not They a... do. You know, I know one person on a fan advisory board that they created that really likes him. Uh, you know, some non-revenue sport coaches that really like him. Uh, heck, the hockey program didn't even know Norwood Teague existed. I know people with the hockey program who really like Mark Coyle. Head coach. Behind the scenes, I haven't heard bad words about Mark Coyle outside of there are some people who wonder about his leadership skills. Is yeah. he really the guy to make tough decisions, you know, to be, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, the face of the athletic program? Yeah. That they do wonder, you know, about his inability to make tough decisions. Sure. But nobody will say he's a bad guy. The work ethic is there. He's there 4 or 5 in the morning at times. He's got a lot of Joel Maturi in him. You think about his history with Joel Maturi. Although I think Mark gets to a larger degree how important the major programs are. Football, men's basketball, men's hockey. We know we want to be respectful because we know you have to go. But real quick, you had Glenn Taylor on your podcast. People can download it. iTunes, 1500ESPN.com. Uh, Wolves steam before you go down to shoot around here. Right sure. Well, center. quick links note. I don't know if this is out there or not. The Cheryl Reeve extension is two years in length. We knew about the extension, but I don't know if the terms were out there. So okay. Glenn said that, that it's a two-year extension. That's what he's always done with Cheryl. So even though she added the GM duties, that title, nothing is new the way Glenn has always handled contract extensions with Cheryl. On the Wolves, he told me there is nothing going on on the trade front. Now, the front office is monitoring the buyout market, the potential of guys being bought out. Is it possible Luol Dang gets a buyout from the Lakers? That's a tricky one, but the Lakers would love to buy out Luol Dang. Is it possible Joe Kim Noah gets a buyout from the New York Knicks? Glenn said they're on the lookout for certainly shooting help, you know, wing depth, defensive help. But he also mentioned, you know, a big man, somebody that can block some shots, alter some shots, rebound. You know, so before you dismiss the idea of Joe Kim Noah or somebody like that, eh, be careful. Glenn said, and trust me, Glenn is honest. You can take Glenn at face value yeah. with everything he says. So the trade deadline is about three and a half weeks away. I do think the Wolves will will have some interesting guys like Nerlens Noel of Dallas, Jared Dudley of Phoenix, maybe some other guys. They have not talked to Memphis yet. Memphis is trying to sell off a bunch of assets. I'm told nothing going on there. Somebody brought up league wide with me that Stanley Johnson of Detroit is a potential target. That would surprise me. I don't have that steam from the Wolves. You know, so they'll talk trade. They'll look to add a body. They have an open roster spot right now. But as we sit here on January 12th, the Wolves are not close to any sort of trade. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for coming up. Thank you, you It's Also, Greg Jennings. I sat down with Greg Jennings for an hour. That is also in the podcast this week. Awesome. So two podcasts this week, Greg Jennings, then Glenn Taylor, plus a ton of notes on the Twins, Wolves, Vikings, and so on. Awesome. Yeah, check Thanks, out there. Doogie's podcast. It's called The Scoop. You can find it. Just search anywhere you would... Generally download podcasts, or you can find it on 1500ESPN.com's Pod Center. Uh, we are not even halfway home. It's a loaded show. We still have Jamal Crawford at the top of the hour or shortly after. It depends on uh, the shoot-around schedule. We're at Target Center. Todd Furman will help us with our NFL picks around 1130. It's a game show Friday, and we have some Super Bowl-related prizes we're going to give away today as well as part of Game Show Friday. So let's take a quick break here. Dave, what do you got next for us and stuff we should know about? The Cavaliers are an absolute dumpster fire. I'm very worried about the Timberwolves locker room, and Shaq was freestyling. Wow. All right. All of that next. Mackie and Judd. 
Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. What's wrong with it? I love the fact that people can't stand it. Yeah. And then a lot I of people can't too. stand it. It's yeah. great. Mackey and Judd. If you'd voted for Donald Trump, you can't stand it. Yes. Right. Yes, you're right. convinced this is the worst thing ever to happen <laughs> yes, in sport. Right. Yeah. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by Indeed.com. Are you hiring? Join the over 3 million businesses that use Indeed.com for hiring. Post your next job opening on the world's number one job site, Indeed.com. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. That's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. All right, David Harrigan, what type of stuff you got for us on this Friday? Very good stuff, but it's also very worrisome stuff, at least Uh this first item. I am concerned about the what appears to be ever-growing schism in the Timberwolves locker room very near where the two of you are right now. You remember what happened at the uh, on uh, Monday at, as the uh, national championship football game was coming to a close. I right? saw it yeah. firsthand. Yeah. Yes, it, it sounded like this with Carl Anthony Towns and Jimmy Butler. Roll tide. Roll tide, man. Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, it got worse two nights ago. After the win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Are you aware of what happened that night, boys? I am not. I don't think I am, no. Squabbling now over the music being played in the locker room. Clearly, maybe it's always Jimmy, or maybe this was just Jimmy's turn to pick the music. But he's got the tunes rolling, and he's got a different taste than Carl apparently does. (laughs) You'll hear somebody complaining about the music. You'll hear Carl jumping in on the complaints. And Jimmy letting him know exactly where it should stand. Do you feel like you've learned from every single matchup? Well, this country is terrible. It's terrible. terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's so bad. Um, so I just had to chase Russ around and get hit by Steve Matter. I can listen to every <laughs> So, wow. I, I didn't peg uh, Jimmy Butler for uh, for being a country music loves guy. Loves his country. Maybe I'm, being, maybe I'm racially profiling. No, he loves take. it. I don't know, but... Interesting. As all far right. as I'm concerned, he can play whatever he wants. Yeah, just keep scoring twenty. Play your country music all you want, Jimmy. Exactly. In fact, you know, if you're if you're gonna if the Wolves are gonna wind up beating the Thunder in the first round of the playoffs, like you predicted, uh-huh. he can play country music the rest of the year if mm-hmm. I'm in that locker room. Just what whatever needs to be done. Well, perhaps Carl Anthony Towns is more interested in this kind of music then, although I'm not sure why anyone would be. Inside the NBA from Las Vegas yesterday, which means the guys get a little squirrely and Shaq does some freestyling. Freestyling. Come on, Shaq. All right. You're rocking with the best. 2018 CES. Shaq, Kenny and Shaq. We don't need no commercials. We'll be right back. Chuck need the treadmill. Look at the last thing. You're going to gamble later. Later. Shout out to the Florida Gators. Hey. And the Crimson Tide. Tide. You thought you was going to win. I told you you lied. Y'all was up by six. You were celebrating. I told you not to do this. Shut your Thomas. I tell no lie. Nick Saban. Please tell them why they underestimated you. You shouldn't have did that. We the champs. 
back to back. Like Kobe and Shaq with the Lakers. All you other teams, y'all are fakers. Wow, that you know what was that? Was that straight freestyle? That's what they claim. That's pretty dog that, If that's straight freestyle, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to. I, when I was in college at the U of M, oh, there no. used to there used, no. I never did it. Trust me. <laughs> Here you go, Dave. There used to. <laughs> You've opened it no, up. No, 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 no. This is where the nickname PMAC came from. Yeah, oh my huh? God. Yeah, no. or happened PMAC. No. Um, I was wandering around, and then this apparently happened like every Saturday night in the middle of Dinky Town. Yeah. Outside of the old Dinky Towner, which is now just the basement of Blarney's. And there was a group of like five or ten guys who would just sit out there and freestyle rap battle in a, in a very friendly way, you know. Not, you know, there were no guns drawn or anything, but it was just That's guys cool. would be freestyling. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, how is that? That's a it's an amazing skill. If you're able to hear a beat and then like speak off the top of your head yeah. and rhyme the end of each sentence mm-hmm. without yeah. putting any forethought into it, is an amazing talent to me. Shaq's very good at it. Apparently, he is. <laughs> The Cavaliers are getting killed. Obviously, the Wolves destroyed them two nights ago, or yeah, whatever it was. More than two nights ago. Whatever it was. Monday Four night. nights ago. Monday night. Monday was it Monday night? It doesn't matter. It was Monday yeah, night, yes. You're right, it was Monday night. That's anyway, fine. they got destroyed in Toronto yesterday. Another 25-plus point loss. That doesn't happen to LeBron, and he's not happy about it. LeBron, what's uh, what's your biggest concern? That I haven't played in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I mean, we can ask toe up. That's pretty simple. Uh, did you see the video of LeBron giving it to his teammates on the uh, during a timeout, boys? No, I missed this. No. Yeah, second quarter, he was uh, he took over for Ty Lue and the rest of the coaches. He was <laughs> letting them have it. He was screaming instructions or whatever it was, cussing people out. And this video, obviously, several places since he got LeBron doing that to his teammates. One of those, uh, Instagram. A lot of people posted it. And there's just somebody in the NBA decided to just. Poke the bear a little bit and like that piece of video on Instagram. Any idea who that would have been? I mean, Kyrie Irving would there be. There it is. Yeah, nice. See the logical guess there. Uh, this is all completely pointless. Midseason, Cavaliers are bored and uh, looking ahead to the playoffs in four months. Every year, something yeah, like this, this happens. happens where a LeBron team it happens twice, loses at least some games. twice a, a year. Yes. They'll get off to a slow start. We'll be like, "Oh my God, they're dead!" And then it they're just fine. It doesn't matter. They're going to be fine. They're going to play the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, and one of those teams is going to win. If the Celtics get Gordon Hayward back, they might beat the Cavs in that series. But until then, this is all pointless. And they're trying to. Isaiah Thomas is a volume type shooter uh-huh. who hasn't played yet this year, so they're, they, oh, there's going to be an he's integration. Now, here. Yeah, exactly. No, I know. I'm saying oh, up okay. until like last week. Yeah, they'll be yeah. fine. As we know, the typical response when an athlete or coach is asked about what's said in the media, it's usually I don't listen to that, I don't pay attention to that, I don't read that, etc. Right? You know, you know the drill. Oh yeah. Well, I like it especially when somebody says that and then also cites what a pundit was saying. <laughs> Let's go to Steve Ensminger, new offensive coordinator of the LSU Tigers football team. He has not been a regular play caller since 1998. He was the interim in uh, 2016 with Les Miles and Cam Cameron were shown the door, but that's it. He hasn't been a regular OC since 98, boys. And as you can imagine, a lot of people that like LSU football are very skeptical that this is a good decision. Take it away, Steve. 
I had a guy call me last night and said, did you read this in the paper? I said, hell no, I ain't read the paper in 20 years, you know. I don't read, I don't read Twitter. You know, I, I, I've, I've seen uh, a statement by Booger, I think, he said, uh, coaches are full of bull, they do read the paper. I don't read the damn paper, I don't read Twitter, I don't go on Facebook, you know what, and I tell my family, stay off of it, you know what, because you know what, all I can do is what I can do, and you know what, I can't let any outside influence say, hey, well, you're not good enough, or you, you can't do this. Bullshit. Okay, I'll I'll do it. I I could actually listen to Southern football coaches talk for hours on loop. There, the biggest problem is, is this: you can tell your wife and kids and family don't read stuff. Guess what? They always do, and they'll always tell you. That's where it gets back to you. And then, of course, since they come back and tell you, you then get curious and go back and, and read that. I I'm with Dave. I never buy these stories of, I don't pay attention. You might try not to pay attention. You end up paying attention. Yeah. Amen. Las Vegas Golden Knights might be in a little pickle here, boys. They are being sued. The United States Army, the Department of the Army, has fired an official trademark complaint against the Golden Knights of the NHL, claiming the hockey team's colors and name could be confused with the U.S. Army parachute team which also goals by the Golden Knights. But I think the hockey team isn't taking it too seriously. This from the uh, statement they had. We strongly dispute the Army's allegations that confusion is likely between the Army Golden Knights parachute team and the Vegas Golden Knights Major League Hockey team. Indeed, the two entities have been coexisting without any issues for over a year, along with several other Golden Knights trademark owners. And we are not aware of a single complaint from anyone attending our games that they were expecting to see the parachute team and not a hockey game. I have a very simple question, though. How, how does it get to this point? Like, you put in for the name, right? And and then the league okays the name, and you would think that you would vet the entire process. I don't understand how we're now into a season, and this wasn't figured out, let's say, eight months ago. Like, why now? Why didn't you make sure that this was going to work? Why are you now being sued, basically, when when you had all the time in the world to plan this out and know if there was going to be a major problem, that you probably should pick a different name? And I apologize. I was distracted behind Judd. Judd did not see this because he was uh, he was his back is to the glass. I'm focused on the. There was like you know. Do, do you guys know they have strollers for up to ten children? They've been going by all morning. We just They've saw a stroller. Like five times. It must be there. Must be like a preschool situation. I, uh, it was a stroller that literally had ten children in it. No way. And one adult oh, yeah, it pushing does. it. It does. Yes. It was like it was almost like a plastic. It's gone by Fisher five Price times. Bus or it something. Keeps going back and forth. Oh but my god. Are gosh. they side by side or back to front? Two rows. So five at five in each row. Uh, the, the Coached by Tibbs. Move, move the stroller, <laughs> move the stroller. So it's like it go, there's two rows and they go out five from the person pushing. If that R- makes rotate sense. the kids. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Woo! You got one more, Dave? Now let's run to our break because it's that time. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's come back. Two more hours. Jamal Crawford will join sometime shortly, early in the 11 o'clock hour, and Todd Furman at 11:30 to help us with our NFL picks for this weekend's divisional round games including Vikings and Saints. Maggie and Judd from Target Center.